Welcome, welcome everybody. Welcome to the Black Allegiance Podcast. This is episode one. I'm your host, Rodney Fresh, sitting here with my co-host, the wonderful Jessica Gates. Hey, hey. So for this is a new podcast, a new something we're trying out for the culture, talking about black topic, black ideas, and what's going on in the world today. Um, so wanted to kick it off. Since a lot of people have been talking about this Super Bowl performance since it happened, um, and some have been calling it the best Super Bowl performance ever, um, just your thoughts, Jessica, on the Super Bowl. <laughs> was it the fall. best ever? I thought it was really good. I think we suffer from recency bias a lot with a lot of things. So I think because it's the most recent thing in our mind, I think maybe that's why people are calling it the best but i definitely think it's probably been my favorite within the last few years i will say that in terms of just the selection of people i really love kendrick lamar's part that's probably my favorite part of the whole performance to be honest with you you love some some k dot i do what were your thoughts was it a top five for you or so top five probably uh was it the best one ever? No, I I went back actually and started watching some of the past ones <laughs> just to some of the ones that I knew I enjoyed. Prince. Okay. Uh, Michael Jackson. We were young, young. Yeah. I remember the pictures for sure of him standing there. Like, didn't he? Like, didn't the crowd like a cheer for like what? Yeah, they they cheer for like I I counted like two and a half minutes before yeah, he even it was started. Crazy! It was something crazy. Beyonce, okay, <laughs> um, Janet and Justin. Who else? It was just those two that year. I, I was yeah. okay. Um, more recent, The Weekend. Okay, is he the year? Now, what's the year with Bruno came out and Coldplay? Is that Beyonce's? Year? No, I want to say that was The Weekend year. Oh, who was was no. The Weekend the headliner of? That yeah. One? Oh, really? Okay, they gave the, him the headlining. Uh, okay. Shakira and J Lo. That was good. That was really. So good. if I had to place it, I probably would put it maybe four. In what top parts five. of the show did you like of this of this year's? Kendrick's. Mm-hmm. I actually enjoyed Eminem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was cool. Anderson Pack. I love seeing him. Yeah, I loved seeing him on the drums. He, yeah. he just. I guess my favorite part about just seeing him was his excitement just to be uh, there. Yeah, uh, that smile. Like you could see that before anything. And how much he was enjoying the the moment. Mm-hmm. I would say uh, my least favorite part from the performance had to be Fifty Cents. You didn't like, you didn't get hype when he came down. I was, I am, be honest, I was like, hell yeah, when he came down, I was really hyped. No, I, I didn't enjoy it. it. Was it the song selection or was it just? No, I, I enjoyed, like, the, to me, that's still one of, like, the hip-hop models or whatever. Yeah. Like, I feel like in the club, like, no matter where you're at in the world, no somebody. No matter what culture. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. Dr. Dre still look Dr. Dre is. Snoop still looks Snoop. Mary is aging beautifully. 
Yeah, no, Mary's always been bad. She's so cute. I think she's so pretty. Eminem minus the ghost. He still was very reminiscent of Eminem. 50 Cent was just hard to look at for me. Oh, wow. Y'all was going. I saw, I won't say you, but I definitely saw people with all the jokes and everything. To me, he just looks like somebody who, who aged, but you can, I don't know. I, I guess because he goes so hard on everybody else. It's like for you, it's like you need to be top tier if you're about to be going on everyone. But I don't know. To me, he just looked like a man who who lives his life and eats. To me, he was he wasn't like overweight. It was just muscular. I just think he was like a an older muscular dude. Um, no, no, because I I parallel like with Dre. But Dre, yeah, but Dre's in California where it's like super superficial. He was talking about his trainer. I I saw some interview after he did with TMZ where like. He went and had like either Burger King or McDonald's. He was like, you know, I, I treated myself to a cheat meal. So he's just maybe at a different part of his journey. But 50, I don't know. I just don't think he was that bad as people was like, like he was Spice Adams or whatever. Like I thought he was a decent size. Yeah. I, but that wasn't your favorite part. Yeah. Though. Okay. I, I could have did without him. My mama loved that part. She <laughs> loves she loves that song. She was like, oh, I was jamming. I was grooving. Sorry, mom. But I know. <laughs> it's just one of those things. And Mary, I don't know why she, I like Mary a lot. But when she switched the, to, to No More Drama, it was like, come on. We were doing so, so good. Yeah. Um, overall, I did, I did enjoy it. I still have Prince ranked ahead of it. Okay. Prince did Purple Rain in the Rain, like... Yeah, I mean, that's that's iconic in its own way. MJ. And I also believe the Super Bowl that MJ did was also the one Whitney Houston did the National Anthem. Oh, no, that... Well, for that sole reason alone, because who was it for this one? Was it um, Janae, or was it, no, the other? No, Janae Aiko did, what, America America Beautiful? America did Beautiful. I will say... Mickey Guyton, she did. Top to bottom, like, performance-wise, because you had Janine Aiko, you had The Rock with the... Mary Mary doing... So, I love the I, Mary do, Mary I do say overall, the music for this one <laughs> was probably number one in that regard, just overall, over the course of everything. It was definitely a well-produced show. You can tell they were in California. It had that whole theatrical feeling like you were saying with the rock i really enjoyed mary mary at first with um was it the black Na- what was it the black national anthem that they yeah did? yep that was really really good i know they were all from california as well too so that was cool so i don't know what they'll do next year uh, where is it to be held do you know arizona oh arizona next year not really looking forward to that one because i don't know if they stick with like they did Southern Cal. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the theme would be. But, <laughs> Arizona. Um, yeah. I'll... I'm really looking forward for two years from now. Um, Vegas. Oh, wow. They're really keeping it out west mm-hmm. out on that region. Okay. Yeah. I think it's Arizona, Vegas, and then um, New Orleans after that. Oh, those are fun places. Okay. The Vegas one, I might have to actually maybe. Wouldn't be able to afford to go I'd to the say, game. Get your but tickets now, because didn't I feel like they were saying the tickets for Super Bowl went up to like a few thousand? Yeah, they were the most expensive Super Bowl tickets they say ever. That every year, how much were they? Like ten thousand? It got to something crazy. Yeah, I, I've after it went past like two or three thousand, I couldn't afford. <laughs> <to> <laughs> You're at the conversation. Yeah, 
<laughs> yeah, like past a certain amount, I just I, just, I can't do it. But I do think it shows that this whole Rock Nation Jay Z partnership that the NFL has has had some positive mm-hmm. um, movement. Now I did go on Fox News, and the the comments were. Very some, interesting. <laughs> I saw some snapshots, but it's like in a league that's seventy percent black. I mean, like who, like they're gonna have to come. Yeah, they the said it wasn't someone. diverse. And I'm like, well, Eminem is white, and yeah, like <laughs> that's okay, and it, and it's okay. Well, I'm so tired. I remember years past it would be like super rock shows and stuff. Yeah, like even that. when they had it in Detroit, and you had the chance to go Motown. I believe we had what Bruce Springsteen. Yeah, or like I'm not. Mm-mm. Yeah, so I, I, I really appreciated it. And I mean, it's kind of been sticking with the theme because you had Dr. Dre and everybody this year, but last year, I wouldn't say was the weekend. And then that's how I forgettable know. it was. No offense. I yeah. didn't even know. I didn't even, oh, we, wow. We could talk about least memorable Super Bowl shows. That would be that, one of them. Well, that would rank for me because I didn't, I didn't think the weekend had and i probably had the same thought then too that i didn't know he had that but i have to be aware just because i don't listen to him doesn't mean everyone else yeah and i I then i want to say shakira and j-lo were the year before that that i remember and that was i can't think of a guy that didn't enjoy that performance (laughs) it was yeah no they were but i remember the complaints too from from certain uh people yeah it was just like so I, I see it's getting more diverse, so to speak. Yeah, so I'll be interested to see where they go next year with it, and then especially in two years, because uh, I feel like there's so much you can do around the whole Vegas theming. Oh, because it's a showy type place yeah. and everything. Probably some Tom Jones come out or something like that. If something they, if they do that. Tom Jones, I'm, I'm going to go to sleep. Well, I mean, like a fun thing. <laughs> yeah. I, I did like that Jones commercial. The Jones, I can't remember what car company that was for, um, but that was like Tommy Lee Jones and Leslie Jones yeah. and Cheetah. So, sticking with sports events that are usually iconic, mm-hmm. Super Bowl, a couple of weeks, weekends ago, the NBA All Star game was. This past weekend. Mm-hmm. Yep. I think the NBA needs to, first of all, do away with the slam dunk contest or um, and bring in some of these YouTube sensations. Okay. That's, I mean, that that's a fair spin. Are y'all saying that because it was super whack to you guys this year? Or do you guys feel like that for like the past so, three, four years? I feel... These aren't the VC days. Yeah, so I feel like Vince Carter set up bar. That was like 20 years ago. Yeah, so <laughs> so I feel like after him, there was a low. And then I feel like the Eric Gordon, um, Zach mm-hmm. Le- Le- Levine slam dunk contest. Didn't couple, Blake Griffin have something hot too? Yeah, his well, he just he jumped over a Kia. That's what he's been riding off of for forever, but whatever. I feel like but that that Eric Gordon because you had him taking the ball between his legs from the mascot and that mm-hmm, I feel I like that was a, an iconic one, and I feel like since then it just hasn't worked. Wait, do you, do you know off top what year that was? No. So yeah, you're I not know the one like, I know who said that though. Like 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 was it just like they weren't inspiring dunks or do you, are like do you just really feel like we've aged out of it? 
I, it took about two hours to complete it, too. So I feel like it was, one, it was way too long. I feel like the three-point contest was more compelling. Okay. 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 Yeah, I know people, I don't know. I, I know we're, we're the same age, so I know we just always harken back to, like, the VC, like, the windmill. Like, that's when it was, like, I don't know, at its pinnacle, I think. Yeah, you, and I don't know, because... I saw somebody suggesting like lowering the rim and like having <laughs> having like old school dunkers come out like Dominique Wilkins and stuff. And I don't want to see that. I feel like it would be interesting to yeah pull people that do dunks on YouTube or something and have them go against like two guys from the NBA or something. Do you think that the NBA players would let the ego subside to let some street? I don't, I don't want to call them street dudes, but you know it's, it's probably ego. not. But I remember remember at one time, uh, and one mixtape was like hotter. Uh, skip to the loon, all <laughs> yeah. that stuff. Yeah, the I professor. Remember mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I remember those. That, they still tour every now and again. Yeah, that was like must see events. And that's true. They they could probably stand to get because they they're usually pretty on brand with like everything else, like on point. They're usually good with their messaging and being relevant okay so had the slam dunk contest they presented the what is that the nba 75 year no yeah like the all-time 75 it was it was yeah it was definitely a, a sportsy uh nba weekend now what was the criteria like i don't I know that there was definitely some debate afterwards. So, yeah, because you had Clay Thompson get left off. Some people said Rashid should have been in there over AD, depending on who you ask. I know. Like, I don't Tracy think. A- yeah, I don't think AD should have been on the list. That's what I was saying. I think a lot of his recency bias. I know some people felt like Dame. Um, I like him, though, but there Car- were some people who were left Carmelo off. to a point. I don't. You know, and I have to I have to be humble because I realize that he did come back and is doing really good with the Lakers for, you know, what they have going on. But I was one of those people for a while. Like, he's just not athletic. And I know there's, you know, hoodie mellow and all that stuff. And SportsCenter put this out like a couple of days ago. The two, 2004 Piston team None of is, them. was the only team mm-hmm. that didn't have one player on the 75 list. And I'm... I get the argument for Rashid, but I I see a better argument for a Ben Wallace. Oh, really? Okay. Okay, Big Ben. Yeah, I know. No, the the 04 Pistons don't get the respect that they deserve for Like, sure. he was four-time defensive player of the year. Mm-hmm. First player in NBA history to go from undrafted to Hall of Famer. Who would you have replaced him with? I mean, Carmelo can get off the list. <laughs> Um, I mean, in a lot of ways, he's very similar to Dennis Rodman. And if you maybe there, I don't. I mean, I know it should be just NBA, but like when Kevin McHale. But when people were talking about like um, Dame, people were talking about some of his earlier years. So maybe people were thinking of like Carmelo Syracuse type, you know, contribution. I mean, that's all great for I know the basketball Hall of Fame because that includes college and the pros. But uh, I'm talking top to. five top 75 players and I mean you had Kevin and I don't I mean of course we didn't see the people playing like the 40s and 50s yeah. but I, I, I wonder how many of them could keep pace with with the way the game evolved today mm-hmm. 
Well, I saw all my favorites. I saw, of course, Nash, who I love. I love AI. He's always going to be one of my favorite players. So I, I was pretty uh, pretty happy with the list for the most part. It was really cool when – I'm not even an MJ person like that, but to see, like, all the love he got when he came out. I was happy to see Isaiah Thomas as well, too. Yeah, and I, I still feel like there's a lot of hatred, though. You can the- tell. I was happy to see Ray Allen as and well, it's, too. And it's interesting that Isaiah is the only Piston. Mm-hmm. Well, Dennis Rodman, but yeah, yeah. from that 89-90 mm-hmm. team, um, no Joe Dumars. Mm-mm. Well, there were only 75, and that's where people were like, so what was the criteria? Like, who, who, and then, who voted? And, and then ESPN the ranked 1 through 75, which I thought was interesting. Who did they have at their top, MJ? MJ was at the top. LeBron was two. Wilt. Why they don't? Why, why they don't give my man Kobe any any credit that he? Kobe deserves? was like nine or ten, which I feel like is super low. That's rude. I don't know. I, Steph was twelve. I think it's, it could be an argument to place him higher. Wow, I really enjoy Steph and his threes that he had that last quarter were, I mean, it's Steph. So, yeah, no, he's amazing. I, I really, really, really enjoy Steph Curry. So, uh, overall, I thought the NBA All-Star game was... I'm trying to think who else was in there. Yeah, oh, Russell Westbrook was included. Harden was included. Yeah, uh, no, no. You Russ, don't like... No to who? Russ. You don't like Russ? You, you don't think he deserves the accolades? No. No. You think he's overrated? And, and And they were saying Tony Parker wasn't even on there, and he was on, you know, the winning, you know... All the I mean Russ can too. I mean he's he's a triple double machine, but he's proven I don't think to be a a team the ni- he, dynamics of a team. He's not gonna lead you out, no. Yeah, he can't hit a jump shot. Oh, and Chris Paul, I'm sorry. Speaking of leaders, I saw my baby CP there. I was I was happy to see him. Yeah, and now he's out for six to eight weeks. I know, but he's doing so much. I saw him and Steph uh, greeting uh, some HBCU players for some games. Yeah, that was pretty good. They had, yeah. um, I want to say it was Howard and Morgan State. Boo, Howard, sorry. Sorry, I'm a, as I yeah. sit here in my Hampton University here. I'm about to say, if you didn't realize, Howard, she, she went to the other <laughs> HU. The better HU, the one on the water. Yeah, I know, but I love all the work that he's doing with HBCU's Chris Paul. And they're actually going to have like their first HBCU classic, I think, showing in like April or something. Yeah, so. Yeah, I love. Yeah, Russ, I, Russ, I would have took off the list. Who? Russ. Russ. <laughs> That's so funny to me. Robert Pierce. Yeah, people really don't. I don't know. I feel like with Russ, it's like you either love him or hate him. I don't necessarily hate him. I I just think he's severely overvalued. Damn. To be honest, if the when the Lakers had assigned could assign him or the Marta Rosa, I (laughs) thought. Oh yeah. Yeah, Dame, I I don't know if Dame should be on the list. That's the thing, yeah, people were saying, but I think they were talking about his playoff appearances, like uh, those, that game-winning shot. I mean, that's that was live. Dave Bing, don't know if he should be on there. Oh, yeah, he. I was hyped. Anthony Davis, Mr. Glass. Yeah, they say always disabled. That's what the AD stands for. Russ. I was watching someone. They said he can't even stop a nosebleed. <laughs> so funny to me. 
Shout yeah. out to Lenny Wilkins because he's the only player to be both on the top 75 lifts and the top 12 coaches list for the NBA in NBA history. Okay. So. Okay. Robert Pierce. Uh, I, Paul Pierce, I do agree with him being on the list. I like Paul Pierce overall. I, I appreciate him. I was happy to see him, KG, Ray. They tried to say it was still some tension between them, but then I saw a picture of Ray, Paul Pierce, and KG all together. I was happy to see Gary Payton. I'm always happy for Gary Payton. James Harden, I don't know. Yeah, he's kind of one of the newer guys. I feel like it's a recency bias situation with him. Not to say he's not good, but... um. It was good to see Jesus Shuttleworth in the, in the building. Yeah. Yeah, man. Just let you know how important basketball has been. But, you know, this is my favorite time of sports. It's when football is over and we transition <laughs> to NBA. March Madness is happening so, next month. So Speaking of NBA, who? I love it. Playoff team? Who's your team? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I know things are starting to shape up and everything. So, I don't know. It's kind of hard for me to call it because there's still... Sometimes some teams will be doing good in the West, and then they'll they'll have a winning streak. Then they won't. Which game was I? Was it the Clippers and the Lakers last night that played? Yeah, that was okay. Shout that out was- to um, God. What's the Clippers coach? I see his face. Tyron Ty- Lue. Tyron Lue. Yeah. He kind of took shots at the Lakers yesterday. Did he really? After? Yeah, he said we didn't really prepare for them. We worked on uh, our stuff. Oh gosh, Ty. Yo, he, he, he's got a lot of spirit, but I don't know. You know, honestly, my only goal is to always see Chris Paul come out the West. But like you said, he's down for the next six to eight weeks. So it's kind of a toss well, up. I'm, I know everyone's favorite, John Morant. Well, one. I'm rolling with the team as a battling pop for the the top seed in the West, the Golden State. Yeah. Yeah, and Clay is back too. Something so about that baby face assassin. I know. I like, I just. Such a humble dude. Such just, I just love him. I, I just do. He doesn't look like your typical basketball player either. He's not super athletic looking, but I just what he's been able to do and how he's been able to change the game, I just think needs more play. Okay, the other thing that blew up from last Sunday, and I was driving actually when this happened, the whole Michigan-Wisconsin handshake line. <laughs> Jamon Howard. I had to watch the clips afterwards. Like, what happened exactly? And, yeah, I got an ESPN notification. Like, broad breaks out of Wisconsin, Michigan game. <laughs> so, oh my goodness, sensationalize it. Or do they just sensationalize everything? What were your thoughts? So when I first watched it, my initial reaction was, "What?" I read Jamon Howard. Listen, I I could clearly hear him telling the coach, "Don't effing touch me." Yeah, yeah. But then <laughs> that was clear. But then I wondered, what did the Wisconsin assistants say? And because you see him touch two Michigan players, yeah, and then, you say you see him say something to Terrence uh, Williams on the Michigan team before and before he gets to and, and and then you see one of them touch, you know, yeah, no, you see it happen. So my initial thought was, I hope this doesn't get him fired. Right. That's I know. Uh, I know. And I then know. after the suspension was handed down, I thought it was, I was upset. How does nobody on Wisconsin basically face a punishment? Because the Wisconsin athletic director came out and publicly stated that 
they were going to pay the $10,000 fine that the head coach mm-hmm. got. I think we both know the answer and the reason why. I think, you know, the two teams look very different. Michigan has that storied history. He was part of the Fab Five, as you know, as well, too. And they they had to, you know, traverse some, you know, different type of waters. So I just think that they have that. And then the whole, I mean, granted, it's the NBA, but the whole malice at the palace. So we had the bad boys, too. So yeah, I feel and, like there's a stigma attached to and then basketball. I didn't really like Tom Izzo comments when he basically said he felt like it had some malice at the palace. The, just stop. See, that's what I'm saying. So, I don't know. He Tom Izzo has been on camera seeing grabbing players and screaming at them. And D- Didn't they bring up, I mean, I know we're talking about Izzo, but didn't they bring up like Bobby Knight references? Yeah, Bobby like, Knight throwing chairs. Yeah, like the, he's not the Even the uh, Wisconsin program last year, the strength coach for the basketball team was caught using the N-word. Wow. <laughs> I'm not I'm not surprised, but I'm also not surprised with, with the ruling. And then I remember, you know, we're both in Michigan. I remember so many people's comments like they just need to fire him. Just, just fire Howard. Just fire him. Yeah, I was in. I thought that was a little bit. Because you had what Jason Whitlock, the mm-hmm. black conservative sports sports at this point, calling for Jawan Howard's job. You kind of have Stephen A. Smith saying that he thought he could get fired, but didn't want to call for his job. And it's like, well, and I remember Kendrick Perkins was like, why even say that then if you don't want the yeah, man to get fired? Exactly. Why, why even put that out in the atmosphere? I thought five games was excessive. What would you have handed down, if anything? Um, two games. Right. $40,000 fine is. Michigan has the money mm-hmm. <laughs> to easily pay that. Yeah, five games was, was extremely excessive, especially if there was nothing for the other team for Wisconsin. Because if you look at the video, you can clearly see that side instigate, you know, what was happening before the actual. And, and um, Tom Izzo and a whole bunch of other coaches have come out and, and said they don't feel like the handshake line should end. I feel like it should end. <laughs> Why? Why do you think it should end? Because I like I teach high school, so I've been at high school games, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and the game is over, and we're staying at half court because we know some like I've seen fights happen in high school at the handshake line, and emotions are really um, strong and high too. So at that point, like I feel like both teams go to your post. Like if anything, just the head coaches shake hands, but having. All the players, all the coaches go like you're I'm surprised more incident like this hasn't happened. So that's the thing, though. So if it hasn't been that many incidents like this and they're kind of isolated, you know, events, then I could see the case for, you know, maybe continuing it because, you know, they're always it's about sportsmanship. You remember how they got on the Pistons for not shaking hands at the but, end? Yeah, they always bring up the Pistons. I know. But the, <laughs> The the Bulls had did something oh, similar. Oh, they were shady. LeBron recently, the Boston series in Cleveland did something similar. That's true. So we could definitely point to some um, big I, moments. And I just there, always too many, there, but I feel like there's just so many more moments where it doesn't. But I, I see what you're saying though. It could border on that. So maybe just staff. Maybe just. I just always think like I feel like the press game interview was asking for trouble too. 
You said the press game interview? The the post game. Oh, the po- Let those brothers go sweat and just be calm. Yeah, it's too And much. like a lot of people was like, oh, he should apologize in the post game interview. He's still in the heat of the moment. Yeah, no, you, you're going back into your locker room where it's people who are on you. You're going to get still be riled up. All that testosterone. And, and then I didn't like the, the comment that, oh, he's the coach. He should know better. He's still a human being. I don't understand that. Yeah, that that was like, well, is there a double standard? Because you like, Tom Izzo, Bobby Knight, and um, all these other coaches. Woody Hayes back in the day. Tom Izzo, Malice. I didn't know he he likened it to Malice at the Palace. Yeah, he. I think it was in either the free press or the news. And I just feel like rival coaches shouldn't comment. But well, you know they're gonna ask, yeah. especially being in Michigan, because that's just what we do. It's like it's a sport. That's thing. like going down in to Ohio State and asking Ryan Day something about Jim Harbaugh. Here's I'm not shaking. This is what Izzo said. Not shaking hands. That's typical of our country right now. He said via Yahoo Sports. Instead of solving the problem, let's make an excuse and let's see if we can just instead of confronting and demanding that it changes, let's eliminate it so that we don't have those problems. Let's try to do that. So he said that five days ago. That's what you were. Oh, I'm sorry. No. Okay. Yep. So he said it bothered me. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't know why why they ask. Um, I mean, I, at the same time, I get it. It's a sports yeah. state. I consider Michigan a sports state. So yeah, and then ask. So you had the Jawan Howard incident. Then you had Brian Flores, who uh, just got hired, accept a job, but in really not even a coordinator job. Mm-hmm. He goes what, from what was it? What what um, linebacker coach? Okay. So you go from head coach to coaching linebackers. And then I saw people across the media saying he needs to drop his lawsuit against the NFL. Well, who's the sister now? Now, didn't the NFL get somebody, um, the sister she used to be with the Obama administration? Uh, uh, Loretta Lynch. Yeah, I saw that. That's a whole other side. You're going to have to maybe explain the hierarchy of coaching positions to me in football. So are you saying that that's like a step down? Yeah, that's like two steps down. Like Okay. Normally, your typical coach that gets fired for whatever reason, he got fired for a BS reason, if you, <laughs> if you ask me, because he had two winning records back to back. So um, kind of like Jim Caldwell here. But, <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. So you're a head coach, and then usually – a lot of former fired head coaches end up being like the offense or defensive coordinator. So they just naturally go into those roles. Yeah, the so, fired head coaches go into the offensive. Okay. So you have, and then position coaches would be under your coordinator. So okay. he's basically take, and I think I thought it was interesting that the organization that pulled the trigger to hire him, just happens to be coached by Mike Tomlin. And, and who is very vocal as well, too, about, I know, Rooney Rule and stuff like that. I've seen him speak on, um, not, geez, uh, Real Sports before about it, just on various platforms about Rooney Rule. So, mm-hmm. I just, I mean, there's some truth, if you ask me, about the NFL hiring practices. 
You had Jim Caldwell get fired with a winning record. Mm-hmm. You had Brian Forrest recently get fired with a winning record. Um, and I think last year he was one of three minority candidates, uh, coaches. Yeah. It was him, Mike Tomlin, and uh, Robert Soleil of the G- Giants, and he's Arab. So. Wow. And then in this racing coaching hiring list, you had – What's the guy, the coordinator, now the head coach of Miami? He considered himself. Oh, he's the, mixed. the gentleman who's mixed? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. all of these head coaching jobs, and you have what, three minority hires? I can't even say black because if I say black, that you really only have one because mm-hmm. McDaniels says he's multi cultural. I remember that. I remember the press conference. The Rooney Rule has been in effect for what, over 20, yeah. 20 years and they've had, what, is it three years or something or eight? I can't remember the number of actual coaches so it's, it's just, it's crazy. Where I will say the Rooney Rule hasn't been sort of successful it's mm-hmm. probably in like upper management. Okay. Because you have a number of black GMs now. Mm-hmm. But, uh, So you think it's been helpful. Okay. I can understand that. Yeah, I know it, it was definitely a lot of talk and debate around it still with this whole Brian this whole Brian Flores situation and whatnot. I'm just happy he, he got picked up by another team. But it's interesting that you said that people thought he should drop the lawsuit now because he was hired. If anything, I feel like that would probably just, I don't know, make people feel like, well, see, I mean, what's the point anyway? See, you're still getting hired. And then the argument I have seen sometimes is people will try to throw the NBA at it too. Well, how come there's not more white coaches in the NBA and it's it's predominantly, you know, as a reverse type situation. So it's just interesting when people I think try to the, use that as a parrot point. I think the NBA, though, you have a lot more diversity in the executive ranks. You have a lot more diversity um, not only on um, – the head coaching level, uh, just looking at the coaching staffs. And their initiatives, too, I think, are just more clearly in sync with. So you have, like, Chauncey Billups, first-time head coach. Mm-hmm. Um, Jason Kidd. I don't know. Jason Kidd, Tyron Lou. Who's the brother? Uh, Monty Williams. Monty Williams in Phoenix. Mm-hmm. You can just name more Dwayne people. Dwayne Casey here in Detroit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just more apparent. And, and their initiatives. I know a lot of people don't agree with the stand they took with the Black Lives Matter. And I don't want to see all that politics when I'm trying to watch a game and whatnot. I know Trump was pretty big. That's why they have their lowest ratings yet and everything like that. But um, I do think, yeah, they're a little bit more in tune with their players. And then, I mean, but at the same time, you have outspoken, not to say Kaepernick isn't outspoken, but you have someone highly visible like LeBron James, who is, you know, where he stands with most issues, as well as players like Chris Paul. And I mean, even more- your non-black coaches, like Steve Kerr, Kerr. has, has mm-hmm. been very vocal. Uh, I feel like Popovich, Popovich too, has, too. has said some things as well. Yeah, it's just more, I think, it's just more in their fabric to be a little, in my mind, at least what I've seen. So... And this kind of leads into uh, Sidney Carter in Texas A&M and mm-hmm. 
her getting uh, bashed on social media and other platforms for her. I don't know, just basically the way she dresses for game day. Yeah, her her attire. It's so if you guys don't know, you guys might have seen images in the last couple weeks. The 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 thing that was what I remember, she had on the the, the pink, liquid pink yeah. Pepto Bismol li- like liquid latex pants with the clear heels and the white turtleneck. She she dresses um she 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 has her style. She has a unique style. It's not typically I think we think of like the Pat Summits and whatnot with the suits and everything like that. I think it's used to a little bit more conservative style dress like you know our our vice president like the, the coaches typically dress like that but now you see a young sister you know just having fun with her wardrobe i mean the nba went through its own changes like that too i mean they kind of reversed it when ai came in and they had to the, you know, the dress code yep that's now it's it's hopping over to yeah. the ladies so what were your thoughts about it did you so that? i so i follow mm-hmm. i actually started following her before the pants controversy <laughs> that's so crazy it's called the pants controversy but yeah. um i follow two of like her and then don staley is the other female we know uh, <laughs> we know we know you follow some don staley so and like and it took like I saw it's like I saw when she posted the pictures of her in the the pink liquid pants and I didn't think anything of it. I'm like, she's going. It's to her work. style. Like, yeah, she's going to work. And I'm like, well, and then like I'm on social media and there are people complaining. I'm like, where did this come from? I'm, and I and then goes back to that double standard. Oh, uh, of course. Yeah, it's just women aren't allowed some of the same freedoms and flexibilities. But why can't she dress? If, listen, if sister girl can walk around on a basketball court with five inch heels, more power to her. She's still effective at her job. Everything else is secondary. People like to say it's too distracting sometimes. Well, that's distracting just for being easily distracted. Yeah, like she's still doing her job. She's still coaching. I'm 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 happy to see this era in at least women's basketball. Even at the college level, I remember when UConn go Huskies, um, when we were getting our our butt almost handed to us um, against Baylor maybe a year or so ago. I just was so happy to see all these sisters with these long braids, with this colorful weave. Oh yeah, like Curtin was yeah. on that team. Like I oh. love to see it. Like I'm just so happy to see women because you know before in the past, like I was saying, like 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 there's nothing wrong with it, but. Typically, when we when we thought of WNBA players, you know, straight up cornrows, which is fine, you know, the whole Shamika Hold squad look and whatnot like that. And so I'm 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 happy to see girls being comfortable expressing themselves yeah, from the coaches uh, down to the players. Because I think it's become because you have like an Asia Wilson now, mm-hmm. um, even Candace Parker. I was gonna say her. Who's the one? Skylar Diggins. Like these girls, like. They get in, they, they 20 inches in and stuff like that. Like, they're, you know, lashes, everything like that. Like, I love to see it. I'm happy for it. Yeah, so, and I think it goes back to the whole people come in different shapes and sizes. Like, mm-hmm. you wouldn't police what a great Popovich wears on the sideline or a Gina Oriema. Oh, no, of course they wouldn't. They don't even get me on these Yukon fans. They're kind of conservative. I, so I don't think they would allow it. Uh, it's become more accepted now. But I remember years ago, if you didn't see a coach in like a suit, like. <laughs> yeah. 
those days I, I just think that's such I don't know to me maybe old school thinking I, I just think we're we're able to show our personalities more and you're able to effectively do yeah like job. Don Staley like I follow her on Instagram like what's her kicks of the day gonna be or something <laughs> oh yeah no she's fly no no Don's definitely fly but yeah to the sister we're talking about what's uh, I I just couldn't believe it was an actual thing it was and that's how i got introduced to her it was clips of it was just a bunch of pictures of all of her outfits together someone cared enough to string together all of her outfits and like i said the fact that she can wear those type of um those type of heels on the court is just more power to her like i said more power to her but i think she's she's doing great she's got eyes on her team which i mean take it or leave it that's that's what they want as well too. and uh, and i mean uh, the, she has the support of Texas A&M administration and her players. And so mm-hmm. if her players are happy, the administration happy, leave the sister alone. Yeah, let her do her. Like so, And like you were saying, some people can't help their shape. So if she wears stuff that's form-fitting, you're going to see a certain form. So it is what it is. Okay, two more things to get into before we get out of here. Okay. The Kanye doc on Netflix. Okay. I think it's amazing. Now, I haven't seen part two yet. I know it came out, but you saw part two? Yeah, I've, so I've seen part one and part... I actually watched part two twice. Oh, it was that good? Yeah. Did So did they do a good job picking up before they left off with part one? Uh, yeah, most definitely. Okay, that's going to be my show tonight. This is the, Monday that we're recording this, so tonight I'm going to watch. The Kanye doc to me is amazing. Okay. It's also heartbreaking. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Those are probably the two emotions I run through the most. Uh, it makes me miss that Kanye. Yeah, old Kanye has been a theme for like years that we still say old Kanye. And it reminds me of how much I, I don't want to like the current Kanye, but then... He says or does something like this, and he's like the 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 annoying, the annoying mother. family member that you can't get rid of because every so often they they do something wonderful. I love. Or him. the ex you can't quit. <laughs> oh gosh, well say that to Kim. I mean, yeah, no, don't get me wrong. Like his current things that are going on, like in the headlines with the dating and how he's handling the divorce, are like golly, come on now. But yeah, seeing that and me, me and a friend were talking. I at least for us, like like I said earlier, we're in the same age group. That whole college dropout era, like it was, yeah, it was rem- a moment in time. It was like the early two thousands. Like we remember the Rockefeller era, just Jesus Walks era. Being I remember, in college. like it made me remember, like getting the album. Mm-hmm. I was actually driving. Like I listened to the album while driving to Ann Arbor to see my friend Bianca. With two polos on? Did you have, did you do the double polo? No, I, 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 I did start doing the collar. <laughs> with the air apostle? Oh, I remember he wore air. Yeah, he, he brought so much to the Hollister and so air just, apostle game. Just to remember where you were mm-hmm. at, at that time. If, I think that's a lot of it is just the nostalgia of it too. I mean, don't get me wrong, like college dropout, late registration. Those are, I, I was trying to think, and maybe we can talk about this on a later podcast. Had a rap artist or any artist really had a three three album run like Kanye had? You know, I'm gonna try to maybe throw my hat in for Lupe. I'm trying to think of his. He had Food and Liquor, 
the cool. But Lupe didn't have a self like Kanye. Like, but but we still know. Okay, but we still know good artists. <laughs> not you're not always going to be a top selling artist with memorable stuff, aka yeah. our homie Crit or whatever. <laughs> so, the it's it's spaces to exist. But to your point, though, I remember late registration. That was after um, college dropout. But I remember when that album came out. Everyone had a different track in their car at, at that time. Like I just remember so well. Like I, and I remember when, when the graduation came on oh. and he, him and Fifty dropped on the same day. Oh, I remember that whole. And I remember going to Best Buy, right the one actually right down the street on Telegraph. It's, it's still there. <laughs> that, that that's one of the only stores still there. Yeah. Fye or whatever, isn't there? What what music store used to be up there? It was a two level. Uh-huh. Music and books and CDs and stuff. You said, was it the Borders? No, it wasn't a Borders. The, not oh, no, the two, yeah, the two-story Borders, I'm thinking of. But no, on Woodward. Okay, but yeah, no, I definitely remember album releases and that. Yeah, I remember thing. going to Best Buy to get graduation. The, the cashier was like, you're not going to get the 50 Cent's album? And I'm like, um, no. No, Kanye, he just, he just touches it. I don't know. Because you can hear his vulnerability. I think that's what makes him so You can hear he's his vulnerable. Yeah, so, and then to see how hard he has to work to get the album out. His relentless. And to get it recorded. Mm-hmm. To see the, the dynamic relationship between him and his mom. It makes you miss your, like, his mother for him. Like, we, we should all hope for, you know, someone in our life to be that inspiring and encouraging. And then uh, the part that, that's upsetting to me. Is this in part two or part one? Part one. Okay. Is the whole Tali Kweli relationship. It's so crazy to see how that's just, dis- well, where they're at now as it relates to things. I know he's gone back and forth with Kid Cudi as well, too. I don't know, but I get the sense that everyone knows that, like, this is how Kanye is. Like, even the producers were on sway, and they were saying, like, if there's one thing that's consistent is that Kanye has been Kanye. Like, who you see from the earlier footage is who you get now. It's just obviously elevated because he has more money and more fame, but Kanye is still Kanye. Yeah, so that's that's heartbreaking just to see mm-hmm. how much Tali Kweli was, was rooting for Kanye. Most of them were. I think he's still cool with most and stuff like yeah. that. But yeah, it's just speaking of Tali Kweli and and most, I need them to finally I put this album out. That. They always talk about they were gonna do something, and, I'm, and I didn't know he wasn't on Ruckus Records. But it reminds me of um, Brown Sugar a little bit, though. You know, yeah. that whole line: "If you want real, you go to Ruckus or whatever." <laughs> that's the hip hop Dalmatian, so that's something different going to Ren and Ten. But yeah, it just reminded me of that era. Just thinking of the Brown Sugar type early hip-hop when chains meant something when you were on a record label and you got knighted with the chain and i always rem- yeah that was that was great it was a good yeah so i'm i can't wait for you to watch part two so we can dissect yes. that but there hasn't there's not too many things i would say that's must see tv Mm-hmm. This documentary is must-see TV. Oh, it, it's up there. I, I definitely, yeah, it definitely. Especially if, like, you're a fan of hip hop, you grew up in that. That if you were like a teenager, twenty-something year old during the whole college dropout era. We're getting old. Yeah. <laughs> we're getting old. Yeah. Yeah, because like kids today would be like, you went to the store and bought the CD. Like, I, 
remember buying CDs, ripping it open, you just read, upload it. Yeah. reading the credits and reading the lyrics like, oh, which studio was this recorded at and everything. I used to act like I, I would read their thank yous. Like yeah. I, I used to love to read an album thank yous and stuff like that. Like, so I was, like I said, I literally remember getting kind of, yeah, that college dropout. College dropout and mm-hmm. with the with him on the bear mm-hmm. uh, on the cover, yeah. But no, I and then when you think of his work on Common's album before that, when um, Dilla had passed and so he yeah. took over production and whatnot. But even that album um, for Common, I'm trying. That's not B? like Water for Child. I think it's B. Yep, B. I just I love the beats on that album. So it's just it's just so great to see that story for him. Yeah. So can't wait. For part three. Um, it's released on a weekly basis. Yeah. Right? March. I want to say part three comes out March 3rd. March 3rd or March 2nd. Oh, okay. So they're doing Friday releases. Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. So it's actually March 4th then. That's also when they will have the Love is Blind um, uh, <laughs> reunion. That's, that, it was good. It was, I, I know you don't I, watch I it, ain't got into Love is Blind. I'm... <laughs> too busy watching bel-air too so it's too much content abbott elementary yeah bel-air is another good one to check out you'll hate carlton but i gotta get peacock um last but not least this comes from actually i was watching breakfast club and they had answer the rye on it okay yep and now we have the whole situation in ukraine too but Charlemagne asks Ansel arrived what grade would she give uh, biden and kamala and she originally said a d plus and then she changed it to a c minus that was nice of her. so did she say did she elaborate she 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 threw in a supreme court pick that he was gonna pick a black woman um she said they get felony marks um, based on um, their failure to get some of the legislation for the voters' rights. Voters' rights. Okay. Uh, she mentioned the Build Back Better plan still not being signed. Mm-hmm. Um, and she said C minus. I was with her when she said D plus. That's probably where I would be. Okay. With okay. the Biden Harris administration. I also agree because he did say this next year would be crucial mm-hmm. for them. I agree. Um, how you agree? So that's the thing. I don't. Hmm. I'm trying to think. I don't know. I hate to say it. You know, I watch the news. I listen to the news. But I think with the previous administration, because he was so polarizing and everything he did was like. It was a president who tweeted at like 11 o'clock at night. Like we hadn't had that before. So every single move was known as we're with this presidency. There's so much. I mean, there's always a lot going on. You know, we're depending on who you ask, we're nearing the end of a pandemic. I know already in California, they're labeling it as an endemic now. So I know that, you know, we're just at at a different time. But when I think of just this whole new Russian Ukraine situation, it's just a lot going on. I know people weren't too pleased, especially as someone who has a looming college debt. <laughs> I know that that's probably where I would probably give my lowest rating because Joe, JB, we remember what you said when you said it oh, and how you said it about what you were going to forgive. And now it just feels like the so, goalpost is moving with that. I, so it's funny because what student loans are supposed to begin repayments made of the first. 
that's what they say. Listen, they're gonna have to push it back. Just yeah. just give us money off. I feel like they're they're so Right now, I'm in a D plus. There are things that could move my needle. Student loans would you, be so okay. Student so loans would get from a D plus to a B. Listen, that's all I'm asking. Even if it's ten bands, just um, get us something off. Student loans, the Voting Rights Act, mm-hmm. Build Back Better. I don't. It sounds crazy, but I don't really care about it that much. Okay. Okay. If he, if he did student loans, the Voting Rights Act, student loans are the anti-lynching bill that's being held up by Ron Paul mm-hmm. in, in the Senate. I do think he gets a winning grade, though. He So I guess he can hang his hat on the promise of he did say he was going to deliver a black woman. Supreme and he has judges. nominated a are number nominated. of black women federal judges. So I'll give him high marks on that. Yes, but for me, it's this, it's this student loan. Like you said, I know when I remember when loan repayments were supposed to start, I was so happy to get that May 1st, even though my, um, sorry, my provider had switched and whatnot. They did forgive it for the kids who went to like a Walden or, or yeah, one of those like four projects. Yeah, like they, but it's so crazy that it was like what, 485, some, and it only covered X amount of people, which just lets you know how big the debt is, debt is and how. Prices keep rising. I think we could all, especially our age, use some relief. And with the current situation in Ukraine. Oh, yeah. They were saying, make sure you fill up your gas tank now and stuff. Like, like you're not going to need gas a week later. But Yeah, so. So you gave them a, a D plus? Yeah, I'm sticking with my D plus. I'm going to have to see some extra credit work. I'm still, I haven't, I can't give a grade just yet. I know people being kind of harsh. And, and it, it's a borderline of F, um, depending on a 59. what happens with this this crisis in Ukraine. I feel like I saw it today before we started. Um, they agree, the, the president from Ukraine said they agreed to have talks at the border. So, so let me, I love the president, the, the Ukrainian president. He has, yeah, he, he, he is my whole heart so. right now. When he, what was that, two days ago, said, he told the U.S., because oh, the yeah. U.S. <laughs> offered to fly him out of the country. Just he said, stop. he said, I don't need a ride. I need bullets. I know. <laughs> Exactly. Yo, we the last people. Uh, America just gets on. We just try to go around. We we we're like the cat. We knock stuff so, off the table and look at you like, why? What, what what's wrong? I. He uh. Zelensky. Yeah. So I just he he has my whole heart right now. Just. Oh, uh, and then Trump calling Putin a genius and stuff like that. He just uh he's sickening. I cannot stand. Yeah, Trump and Putin, just. I'm I'm really interested to see where this goes um, because Russia and Ukraine have agreed to talks, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which could also change. Because at one point, what was that? Two weeks ago, Putin was saying he was withdrawing forces from the border. You can't then, listen to that man. Yeah. So he agreed to talk, but then he also put the Russian nuclear uh, response team on high alert. So. I think I think history has shown we can't necessarily um, lean on the word of Vladimir Putin. Um, I do I do think this is a monumental moment mm-hmm. for Joe Biden and particularly Kamala Harris. I don't yep. think either one has capitalized on 
that necessarily. They're playing it safe, and I feel like she kind of can't because of, you know, she is the VP. Like, the VP typically has been more so the reserved role. I feel like only with this election has it become so paramount. Like, we didn't really care yeah, about cause like that. We didn't care about JB like that when he was with Obama. So, I, I still, and maybe, I'm hoping upon a star mm-hmm. <laughs> that this time... By July, we have the first presidential retirements. <laughs> Dang, y'all want JB gone. I get it. He says crazy stuff. He's not on target all the time. I, I, I get it. I, I, I think we kind of knew we were getting that. A li- I would hope we would think that when we think of the ages. So I Yeah, I'm, I'm really hoping for... A presidential retirement. Do you think he would really step down? Do you think his ego would let him step down? Sleepy Joe, as as Trump calls him. I don't know if his ego would let him step down. I I feel like the the Democratic Party in particular is at a crossroads because for the first time I can remember, because the State of the Union is Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Now, normally the opposition party gives a response, so mm-hmm. in this case, the Republicans. Well, but now you have Rashida Tlaib giving a response to the State of the Union, so you have a Democrat giving a response to the State of the Union given by a Democrat. Which lets you know that there's some difference. But I think she's more so towards the progressive side, but I understand. What Which I'm, I'm rolling with the because shoot. Her AOC. If I... I, there are so many, not only black people, just people in general that's affected by student loan debt. It's, it's crippling. It, it, it causes so much anxiety I'm, for people. I'm, right now, I'm like, whew, it's March. I got two more months. I, I still got to pay for daycare. Listen, I, I know I don't qualify for that repay program because they ain't seen a lot Look. from me. <laughs> so I don't even qualify for those that has a 99% rejection rate, those um, federal, like it's like a 99% rejection rate for those. Yeah, I have, so I do qualify. Last time I checked, I had made 94 qualifying payments. How many do you need? 120. Okay, okay, oh, so So that's good. I can see the light, but it's kind of like, they got a 99% rejection rate. So that's what I'm saying, which is so insane. So I feel like this is like me, getting acted out by the the girl in my dreams and then getting getting home and getting rejected basically. or maybe you forgot one letter or, or one number or whatever yeah, yeah whatever J. Cole says in that one song but okay so uh, this was episode one uh, we'll be back in two weeks hopefully the world hasn't went to hell in those two weeks amen <laughs> hopefully not so much uh, can happen yeah it's, things are changing Rapidly, constantly, um, mm-hmm. and as a like, as a history teacher, this is a scary moment. As a mental health professional, yeah. this is extremely scary. <laughs> yeah, because yesterday, Lauren was like, "Can you just turn off CNN? I can't take it anymore." Oh my goodness! Oh yeah, that's yeah. You have to have breaks. You have to. So we'll see y'all in two weeks. All right. Take care, everybody. Be blessed. All right. Stay black.